When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the rock and roll hall of fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. With me, as always, is Kristen Studdard. C'est moi. Wow. <laughs> uh, international. Yes. Cosmopolitan, even. Thank you. Uh, well, we've got a guest here today. We're very excited to have her. She's a writer. She uh, is someone I don't know super well, but... Uh, has an infectious love of music, and uh, I'm so happy that she's joining us today, Grace Spellman. Hey, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Hello, Grace. Grace, welcome. Uh, I think we sh- we need to give a little context. Uh, you were scheduled to be on oh, this yeah, podcast before. Oh, no. I'm having flashbacks. <laughs> War flashbacks. So yeah, I was supposed to. I was visiting LA in, in my rental car, and I forgot you guys are really strict about parking here, and so my rental car got towed right when I was supposed to be on your podcast. I also love that it's like you guys are really strict about parking. It's, like, it's, it's, it's Kristen and I. part of the problem. <laughs> well, you live here. I do. I do contribute mm-hmm. to and how you, And you live here now. Parking. I do. I just moved here a month ago. But you, yeah, you were visiting, uh-huh. uh, and uh, you were scheduled to be on our episode covering the 2019 Rock Hall induction broadcast. Watched three. I watched all three hours of it yeah which meant that i had asked you and i felt terrible about it i felt more (laughs) terrible for just being like not there it was just so funny because i was like if she actually watched three hours of this just for nothing like (laughs) Mm -hmm. wow for not for not no luckily i i did enjoy it and like had some feelings about it what a miracle i yeah. mean truly well and that's it when we ran into you at the at a party the other week you were like oh and it was great and i had all these thoughts about it and i was like you might be the ideal person to be <laughs> on our, on our show. show yeah because nobody cares about it i, I mean feel i like but i feel not. like if i had asked someone to yeah. watch the three-hour broadcast on hbo and then they ended up not talking about it on our <laughs> podcast I feel like I would be cut out of their life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here I am. Here a, I am. I mean, a, a, re- a real one. And you enjoyed it. Like, that's what's the great part about it. Do you remember anything that was like your favorite thing about? I, I think I didn't have a favorite moment because, to be honest, like, so much of it, I, I recognize so much of the music, but because I grew up with the music just orally, like, I didn't recognize any of the players. And that's what I think I was telling you is I really wish that, like, Cause some like white guy would get on stage and everybody would cheer and I would be like, I don't know who that is. You know yes. what I mean? I know who, I know who this, like the guitarists are by name, but I couldn't yeah. recognize them. And so I had very much wished that there was 
a lower a third lower, or yeah. something. Yeah, like a Chiron that. for each member for all nineteen members of the Cure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, it would yeah, it would be nice to. I mean, they sometimes they sometimes have done that, but not always, and and not this year. Uh, and it it would be nice to it keeps you involved, and then and even when they do the backup, I really think that's a great note. And I think even when they do the bad backup band people too, like sometimes if like you know a Waddy Wachtel's out there on his <laughs> guitar, yeah. and Joe is like, "There's there's old Waddy." And I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, I have to be you just the, gotta take his word for it. I'm the in person lower third. For yeah, you. exactly. I do. Yeah, I have a live commentary, but like, I, I think it would help us all to know. Yeah. And then maybe it says their criminal history as yeah, well. No, or just case. like how many wives they've had, what, and like how many times yeah, they've like, cheated. Are they a have good they dude? Been yeah. involved <laughs> in pedophilia. Kind of, yeah. um, but the other thing I'll say, and I think I also talked about this with you guys very briefly at the party, was that, and this is what I've also found, and like, I kind of, ex- we're going to Chic tonight, and I I kind of expect to see with this is like old dudes or like bands that have been together sort of just like play for each other you know what I mean like it seems like they're really just like playing for each other rather than playing for the audience and there's like a real respect of like musicianship you know what I mean rather like hanging with their buddies on stage enjoying that they still get to play rock and roll which is a nice thing in the idea of it is nice yeah even though they're all this close to death yeah they are marching <laughs> some, towards some, the grave some of them are marching <laughs> towards the grave and also well i mean like that is it is nice it's really nice when like the people who didn't play with the band for a long time come back mm-hmm. and get to do one or two songs like and that's they like very nice. and they kill it and they're yeah. and like and in their spit in their speech they're just like these are my best friends you know and like i like missed playing with this band and i can't wait to get out there on the drums or whatever was that in this year's one there was one maybe two years ago there i mean you get reunions pretty frequently did anybody come back this last year well roxy music hadn't played together in a long time and they certainly hadn't put out music for even longer since like the 80s so those guys coming together and playing was new and uh Nice. They and they nice. sounded good. They did sound good. They did a good job. Uh, and then some of the zombies, the zombies don't, uh, only a few of them are still around yeah. in the touring band, but then like some of the old guys sat in. Uh, and then it was the touring band Rod for the cure. Rod is their keyboardist. His name is Rod, Rod Argent. Yeah. Hey. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I did it. I did oh my God. It's <laughs> so good. Wow. Okay. I was like, <laughs> that felt, guys, Thank That's you. so impressive. Well, it's I the amount of information that I forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the fact that that one got caught in the sieve. I'm is surprised really you remembered that the zombies were inducted because <laughs> that's moral on on brand I for you is to be like forget. the zombie should be inducted, and I'll be like, you were literally there watching them be <laughs> um, inducted. Because I, I remember watching the zombies. I think I remember it when we watched the re- the broadcast, being like. Man, he, he is such a kick-ass keyboardist. He, tears and he still tears it up. He is so good. And I was just like, this is why the zombies are a keyboard yeah, band. Yeah, now, now that I'm thinking about it, there are like a lot of really good keyboard solos, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, in, yeah. in, in zombie songs. They're, yeah. they're keyboard forward versus being guitar forward. Right. You don't think of the yeah. zombies as a guitar band. And that's I guess that's why Rod still gets to tour as the zombies, right? He's the one who tours as the zombies. It's him and Colin, the singer. Yes. So and it's like, yeah, the who's t- out? And then, like, the old man drummer who Aww. wore the hat. <laughs> and oh, you were obsessed with his hat. Well, his hat was wild <laughs> as hell. Um, and then the the old bass player, they do not play with him anymore. Uh, but because, but like... those the, are, like, that's the main stuff about the zombies is that guy's voice and then that and guy's the keyboard. And they were, they were also the Colin, creative, important... What's Colin's last name? Bloonstone. Colin 
Blundstone. Or Blundstone, however. Blundstone. I don't know. It could be either. <laughs> I know. Well, well, we've learned from the, oh my gosh, what is the guy from the oh, Cures? Reeves Gabrels. Which we were calling Gabriels. We were calling him Reeves Gabriels. <laughs> you can't do that. Until, no. Yeah, well, we just no. know because, you know who set us straight? Rob Smith, Robert Smith himself. Robbie Smith. <laughs> Robbie Smith himself said, and all, and, you know, big and thank you, you to Reeves Gabrels. Reeves and then you're like, ah, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, burn on us. Uh, but Grace, before we forced you to watch uh, the induction ceremony for not, did you did you have any knowledge of this institution or the induction ceremonies or anything? I mean, that? I knew that it existed, and when I would look at Wikipedia pages, I would be like, "Oh, interesting, that one's inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame," but it never really meant anything to me, and I was never like, "What the fuck? These guys aren't inducted?" Because I just I knew it was there, but like I never really knew of its importance, whether it really was that important or really if it like really meant anything. Well, you know? that's a very subjective. <laughs> yeah, question. I think, but I, you know, like yeah. it means something to the people who get inducted most of the time. Right. Yeah, it means a lot to Joe. Uh, no, yeah, I, I, this was not to trivialize it at it all. Meant I just no, nothing I know in it, the music industry. Oh, exactly. Yes. It used to mean absolutely nothing to me personally. Now it means a bit more. Mm-hmm. I think in the industry, it fluctuates based on who's being inducted and like who's like kind of like what's in the air, right? What do you mean? Like, like I think each year it kind of fluctuates whether or not people are considering it important or not. Do you think that? I think that. I don't know. I think any year it, the people getting inducted, it, like it elevates their status a little bit. They're mm-hmm. getting more press. It's in a, you know. Is there ever any, I imagine, I don't know, like I'm thinking about when Bob Dylan won like the Pulitzer or Pulitzer and people were like, what? I don't know. Like, is there any ever out, any like outrage at all when in, in the, you know, well, yeah, I mean, fear of it when pe- or people get upset. There like, are uh, rock purists. Yes. Oh. And like oh, people brother. like Gene Simmons. Oh, brother. <laughs> Gene Simmons will always come out of the woodwork if a hip hop act is inducted in the hall okay. and will to be like, throw I'm fit. racist. Give go me, Trump. Yeah, I know. Just say you're He's, racist and go. Yeah. <laughs> he really is the worst. But he will, he will always in order to almost preempt the racist accusations, he'll be like, should Jimi Hendrix be in the hip hop hall of fame? Oh my God! No, no, because he <laughs> didn't do hip hop. I mean, right? So wow. yeah, and there's, there are a lot of well, I mean, and I mean, we talk about this all the time, but like rock to me is an attitude, mm-hmm. and it's counterculture, and that is it's what hip hop is. Of the youth, yeah, it is. Yeah, is youth counterculture. But the yeah, and, there, and there's a lot of yeah rock guys. Like there's yeah. I don't know you you two are probably not familiar with a guy named Eddie Trunk, but he's like a radio. He's a <laughs> sounds fake. That sounds like I a made mean, up person. He sounds like a character <laughs> yeah. on I think you should leave. Like, yeah. Yes. Like, um, it's me, Eddie Trunk. <laughs> uh, he is a he's like a radio personality. Uh, and he used to have a show called That Metal Show. He's I like mean, a he's like a heavy really metal. This really is dude. sounding more and more like a character. Like his name is Eddie Trunk. <laughs> he's got a heavy metal morning yeah. radio show. Jesus, but he's a personality. <laughs> he has a lot of like fans, a lot of, cha- a lot of listeners, a lot of chainsaw sound effects. And he is someone <laughs> who is always like, uh, you know, the Janet Jackson shouldn't be in. She's not rock. Oh, she didn't perform. But Def Leppard, they closed it out and they rocked it. Oh my so like, God, it's Janet. Uh, Janet just doesn't know what doesn't know. She just can't stand up yeah. to the to the real rock like Def Leppard. She's and just too busy getting ready for her multi million dollar show in Las Vegas. Right, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> so there are people like that who are kind Although of. Although, what would a Def Leppard Cirque show be like? 
I feel like that could happen. I can't name one Def Leppard song. What's <gasps> their big one? Pour, Pour some, some sugar, sugar on me. me. Pour some. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know it. I think you'd know. You'd also, know more a little than... demonstration of the pipes, Grace. Oh, you got them. Oh, she got them. Uh, I, I mean. Beautiful tone right there. Yeah, Thank you. Def Leppard's got a lot of good songs, though. Okay. Uh, yeah. Photograph. Uh, by Nick, yeah. By Nickelback, which Nickelback <laughs> later covered. Uh, Rock of Ages. I don't know, they're, they're, Are they eighties? Mm-hmm. They're very. That's very the thing 80s. is, my parents lived 80s. in Germany in the eighties because my dad was stationed there because of the oh. war. I grew up listening to all kinds of music because growing of up. the war- World War Two. Oh yeah, yes, I <laughs> am. Of the war. I'm, I'm forty. Uh, actually, I don't know if that makes <laughs> that, sense. That really doesn't still. Um, doesn't yeah, I know. Well, I just threw it out there. Uh, no, it was. Uh, I don't know. We were doing some shit with Russia, and we okay. he couldn't go to Russia. So what we, is it now? Mm. Yeah. yeah, what the? Um, <laughs> are you allowed to be talking about this? We uh, were doing stuff with yeah, Russia. I feel I can't like really in, in Germany in the 80s, though, I feel like uh, American rock and roll was very big. Did you like right? listen to the Scorpions? <laughs> no, like, they didn't listen to... I think he was busy just... He was a paratrooper, so he was oh, jumping out of planes. And, okay, and you were just oompa pieing all over. Uh, yeah, well, I wasn't born yet. But ah, um, right, okay. anyways... Uh, they, I just don't know any 80s music because they just didn't play it around the house because they were just gotcha. busy then or, yeah. or something yes. like that. They were busy with they were, Russia. They were yeah. doing okay. stuff. <laughs> they were bulking on over to Russia. So like those kind of bands, hair bands and stuff. Oh. Like I just listened to Rio by Duran Duran last summer for the first time and was like furious because I was like, this song is so fucking good. You had yeah. never heard Rio? It's so good. Sorry, it's that's great. a good, that's a good. It's that's a jam. It's also it's so good. fun to think of hearing that song for the first time and being Here. like, this song kicks ass. It's really good. Wow. Yeah. And then Sticks. Are they also 80s? Yeah, they're uh, like late 70s. Yeah, oh, okay. but into the 80s for yeah, sure. Yeah, those I was late to I was late to them and I was late to Duran Duran and felt very betrayed but i i love well, them both be, being late to duran duran is too bad uh being, being late, late to, to sticks, sticks whatever <laughs> is there is there if you late never to if sticks? you never got to sticks i think that you'd I be think fine that i like their they they did mr roboto right yeah i love the theatrical sure. weird sort of operaness like of that culture just like will give you sticks whether you like it or not yeah. like you're yeah, gonna just, get if you're if you're operating within pop culture or whatever sticks is gonna if you're at a hockey game you're gonna hear renegade <laughs> like that's, how does renegade go the jig is up the news is out it starts with it starts with that i didn't know that was called renegade yeah i'm a wanted man yeah you're not as good at singing as grace no we know this that's okay no, it's okay. I make Joe sing all the time. It's true because you're like, "What is that song?" And I, I, and I take a pause and go, "I'm gonna have to sing this." Aren't I? And then he starts to sing it. And it's people enjoy it. We've been told they enjoy it. If you don't, keep it to your damn self. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, Grace, what are the what are the music like? groups and bands that you enjoy like what is what what do you cut what do you i know you so you love music and that's very apparent if you if anybody follows you online and it's uh like i said earlier i think it's infectious like you. you you really care and i think that's great uh how would you describe your palette it's so it's like so stupid because it it feels very cliche to say like I listen to everything, mm-hmm. but I but that's how it is now. I mean, I think it really is possible now to listen to you everything. You can listen to everything. Yeah. yeah, I think I have a certain curiosity. Like, I mean, I re- I really do 
mean it. Like, I mean, having grown up on, I mean, my family, we were a big disco family, a uh, big funk family, but my mom, you know, we listened to the music man growing up. So I, I love musical theater. My dad, obviously like classic rock, things like that. But my parents are both musicians. So we would listen to a lot of classical music. And then a lot of it was just like, curiosity growing up and and sort of having not like a FOMO like a fear of missing out wanting to know the story behind every song that ever existed which kind of then led me to other songs like oh you Mm -hmm. know the Beatles were inspired by this like you know sitar music and so when I was little I was like well I need to hear what that sounds like I need to hear sitar music so I love you're a completist yeah I just needed to know I need to know everything except for country music which I could live without Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah. love that you because you casually said earlier it's like you know when you're on someone's Wikipedia page and you're just like oh they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame it's like you know you're on you know artists uh, Wikipedia page <laughs> I love knowledge well and I talk about this a lot on the on the show the idea that I do not think like I don't know many women who are rabbit hole completists like who are like list makers or who are um you know, like get need to get to the influences of the influences mm-hmm. of the people that they like and stuff like if that. If I hear like a rap song with a great beat, I need to know who produced it. And then I go look and be like, what else did they do? Like that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Oh, that makes sense. And then I'm like, okay. Cause like, oh, she did a Brit- He did a Britney Spears song. That makes a lot of sense. Cause their sound is like very mm-hmm. much the same. Oh, who was that? that? Is that Max Martin? Probably. No, he's never Max done Martin. a rap song. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like Mike sure. will. I feel like Mike will made it. does. It has the, like a lot of yeah. crossover between like pop and I care about that kind of so I care about I have I just care about general knowledge I never I'll go one step but I'm not gonna go six steps that's fair <laughs> mm-hmm. that's give fair. me one step mister yeah. <laughs> thank you yeah. um so yeah so it was uh I mean obviously like Beatles were huge but but and I think this also sparked my love of like listening to specific instruments we had this book in my house growing up and maybe you're familiar with it but it's the Beatles anthology book it's a giant thick book like so thick but it had all the sheet music not just the sheet music like the chords but it had every single instrument listed so like in benefit of mr kite it has like here's the crazy organ part and like here's like the oh, wow. drum. uh here's like the drum line for the maracas or whatever and so i would and having grown up playing piano i, I could read sheet music and so i would just dream. like dream pour over these beatles things and be like wow i never realized that the strings like had this line in eleanor rigby and it kind of and it, as cliche as the Beatles are, but like I, it, it really helped me, especially as they like grew into their more orchestral sound mm-hmm. and their more like thick, like luscious sounds and, and less just like four guitars and like a chord or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it That helped me sort of like be introduced to other things and mm-hmm. specific parts of music. And appreciate the music. And appreciate it, of course. Yeah, absolutely. What's your, like, what are you currently into right now? What is the thing, what is the music that you're enjoying the most or what, um, what artists or songs? I am re okay. Well, I'm really loving. What am I listening? Oh, so I saw this really weird avant-garde opera in LA, like my second day, by this artist named Meredith Monk, who's like a very weird avant-garde singer who's like, like half the people left during intermission. Oh my gosh, like one of those things. <laughs> Wait, at an avant-garde opera? <laughs> yeah, you would okay. think. Not, people- not a people pleaser. <laughs> yeah, no. There's like a scene where like 40 women in masks are just screaming at a man <laughs> in oh a my gl- in a giant globe, and I was like, "Damn, it's true." And then like the other people next to me were like, "I gotta get out of here," and oh that's gosh, fine. And, that's and so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so right, and from yeah. that, you got to what? I got to... You were like... Uh, and so, I no, I just mean, like, did that lead you to some other artist? Oh, yeah. No, that <laughs> led me to, like... I, I was like, ah, shit. Like, I love female avant-garde musicians. So, right now, I'm listening to a lot of Meredith Monk, a lot of Pauline Oliveros, who was this weird 
accordionist who like went underground to like listen to echoes some of it's very minimal oh music gosh. which i get bored of very easily but so i'm into that right now um i'm like listening to a lot of lauren hill from like miss education of lauren yeah. hill uh which i love and then like a lot of musical theater i'm like in a musical theater phase the hercules soundtrack i'm really, really? into right now <laughs> so good do not sleep on <laughs> no, it no it's great best. it's got a lot of really good chorus in it like the um because they have like the a muses. soul chorus the muses yeah yeah it's, it's quite good it's a goth it's <laughs> joe's gospel. eyes got so no, wide don't He's sleep like, on it <laughs> joe is like no 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 <laughs> no it's very very good so that's kind of um, what i'm into pop- right now Paul Schaefer is in the Hercules uh, movie. He is? He plays Mercury. What Hercules movie? What? You Wait. We're not talking about Oh, the- you're talking about the Disney one. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. You said he was in it. For some reason, I was thinking of like a live action one. No, oh, no. Okay. He I does a like, voice. Wait a minute. Were we not talking about the same yeah, thing? Yeah, I, I suddenly had that same panic too. I thought it was just someone made an album <laughs> about <laughs> Hercules. Yeah, that'd be so funny. You didn't know about the movie. You just thought it was a concept just album. Just a concept album. Danny DeVito. Oh my gosh. Paul Schaefer plays Mercury. Oh, uh, in, okay, that makes a lot Hercules. of sense. And it, he looks like Paul Schaefer. The yeah. way they designed him, yeah, he has a little, little sunglasses. With the little glasses. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh. And he's on the nominating committee of the Rock and Roll wow. Hall of Fame. No we way. brought wow, it back. All yes. around we in a circle. brought yeah, it back. I did what I could. <laughs> and when I say we, I mean Joe. Uh, he, yeah, he is a, uh, he apparently fought for the zombies who were inducted last year. He was getting them on the ballot every year. Do you know who his other big um, passion projects have been? I don't, but I have a guess. Ooh. Because Paul Schaefer is a Canadian man. Mm-hmm. And I think that, <laughs> and I, I watched a, a part of a documentary, the first part of a documentary called Bachman yesterday, which is about Randy Bachman, who was in... I'm like, tell me more, is, please. He's very... Famous uh, Canadian musician was in a group called Bachman Turner Overdrive. Oh, BTO. BTO. I have heard of BTO. Them. And before that, he but was. But wait, what's a Bachman? What's a what's, what's a Bachman Turner Overdrive? What, wait, yeah. Hold on, yeah, what is a Bachman Turner Overdrive song? Taking care of business. Okay. You ain't seen nothing yet. Okay, great. you just say that's not the same guy that's not george Strait. correct he's that's from not the george Strait. no who am i thinking i'll, I I'll, don't I'll know. get there later <laughs> that is i will later. confirm that uh bachman and turner are guys and uh-huh. neither of them are george Strait. <laughs> bachman and turner are guys in overdrive Drive well is the non-binary overdrive is, is the direction <laughs> non-binary <laughs> um you cannot gender direction before <laughs> Bachman Turner Overdrive, Randy Bachman was the guitarist and primary songwriter for the Guess Who. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Whoa. Yes. That's so funny because I'm actually on a podcast today to talk about the Guess Who. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it might be ours. <laughs> Isn't that? Okay, interesting. Oh, and I and I in the documentary, Paul Schaefer is interviewed really? talking about how in Canada, when he saw the Guess Who, he was like, Oh shit, these guys are very good. And they were in Winnipeg. Winnipeg. And so the Guess Who is a Canadian band and they sing yes. American Woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. That yeah. makes sense now. It does. What What did you think before? Well, I just... Did you think they I, were British? No. I thought that they were American and they were just talking about American women. Mm-hmm. like From a globalist perspective? Yeah. From a global... <laughs> I thought they were globalist cucks. Just really... <laughs> trying to <laughs> trying to talk about uh, no i i just didn't think of it 
at them as being not American. That's strange to me because I know that the song really American directly, woman. the more I think about it, which I don't ever, I rarely think about the song American Woman and I'm going to think about it more today than I have. Was this Lenny Kravitz's Lenny influence Kravitz. on you? Because he's definitely American. He's definitely American. And so it yes. didn't make a ton of sense but, when he yes. did it. But I just thought that they were both, I just thought that's like something you would call somebody like, you know, American Woman, Get a, get, get out of here. Get the, get away get from gone. So you just assumed this can't be coming from a non-American perspective. I just hadn't. It had not occurred to me. And you know I, what? Maybe I will that's let it go. my bias. I yeah. will let it go. Uh, as we know, Lenny Kravitz sang that song. He did. From the perspective of Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, my gosh. You're it's, really? Was it from, in the Austin Powers movie? It's the Austin it's Powers the soundtrack. Spy Who Shagged Me. Yeah, I didn't know that it's uh, Heather Graham is uh, rolling around. Is, is knew the, that was her. I watched the music video with the Lenny Kravitz one today, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Who's that lady in the car?" Who's yeah, that Heather Graham. It's uh, and she's rolling around on a big round bed, right? I think she's rolling around on the top of a bus. Is how I wow recall. you car, saw it today. bed and <laughs> bus. Wow. Um, but yeah, she was the uh, is not Felicity Shagwell. I think that was Elizabeth Hurley. I think Hurley. that was her name. Wasn't was it? it? I don't remember. No. Uh, she was, but she was the. Austin Powers girl. She was the, the Bond movie. girl of the movie. That makes sense of why she did the film. Right. So Lenny brought that song back to everyone for us. He Austin really Powers. did. Much did. in the way that. Um, Smash Mouth brought back I'm a Believer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we talked about that in our last oh episode. Aren't the monkeys, Are the monkeys in the Hall of Fame? They're not. No. Well, no. good. Because they didn't write any of their fucking songs. There you oh. go, Grace. <laughs> I brought this up very timidly. I, I tend... Uh, we... We t- I don't know about you. I tend to fold easily in the presence of our guests if they're advocating for someone. And I've tried to stand firm in my uh, resolutions. Yeah. And I it makes me feel bad. What makes you? Wait. Because like if I have a guest on, they're mm-hmm. like they're advocating for the monkeys to be in the Hall of Fame. And I'm like, OK, you've made a lot of great points. But still, I think no. And I, what then- points could they make? They made a lot of points. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. If this is a lot I of guess them were just... about Mike Nesmith being a great songwriter and inventing MTV. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, a lot of it hinged on the Mike Nesmith wrote the song "Different Drum" for Linda Ronstadt. That you and I really. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I would like to know what the guess who means to you <laughs> in a five paragraph essay. No, okay. just like why why you chose them and uh, more about that. Um, well, of course, I chose them because I grew up listening to them. Uh, my dad actually saw them when he was a kid in high school. And Is your father Canadian? No, he okay. just likes he just like music, I guess. And they were yeah, on the radio. They were pretty big, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, I mean, they eventually became big in America. Yeah, no, they, they started big in, in. They're the biggest. When, they were the biggest thing in Canada. Though, they are which obsessed is why with really? being from Canada too. I would like. I've watched some videos of them, and they just are like every sentence they can try to like fit the word Winnipeg in. They do, <laughs> which is great because I'm sure not all. They were like, yeah. no one's come out of Winnipeg before. Which I, Winnipeg is believe. not a big. Yeah, it's no Toronto. Yeah, correct. It's yeah, no, it's not even Vancouver. No Vancouver. No, it's not even that. Um, Ottawa. So my doubt we would listen to mostly the song on done mm-hmm. uh which is one of my favorite songs of all time but my dad would be in the car and he'd be like burn cummings is the best vocalist of all time and i kind of <laughs> had heard someone say that in my ears uh-huh. since i was little yeah and then i was like whatever dad and then i <laughs> screw you yeah dad. fuck you dad yeah you don't <laughs> get it and so i and i kind of was like yeah okay and then i would 
grew older and listened to other, you know, and people were like, Freddie Mercury is the best vocalist. Robert Plant is the best vocalist. They're both great vocalists. And you're like, um, I heard from an unnamed source <laughs> that it's Burton Cummings. <laughs> I was told. Um, no, but then, and then getting older and, and having a, and being a singer and, and, and then like, t- after taking voice lessons and singing for so long, I, you know, revisited the Guess Who and then I was like, wow, he can really, really sing. And they were really, really good. Um, so that's my relationship to them I do I really love the fact that they they sound a little different obviously than most bands then I like had trouble placing where exactly they were from uh when I before I started Me to get too. Really into them yeah because <laughs> I was like 70s 60s oh, what no I was Kristen like, had trouble geographically like, as we know. Uh, oh yeah oh just now when you thought that they couldn't possibly be anywhere um and I like that they use a lot of vocal harmonies which I think is really cool and I think yeah I think he's a great singer my dad loved him. My dad's brother loved him. Them, excuse me. And I think that's my relationship to So, yeah, them. It, it goes back to childhood and, yes. and your upbringing and uh, a family, uh, family connection. Family thing, yeah. Because okay. they're real funky, the guess who. Like, yeah, I just I mean, think... Of, they, they have an edge, of maybe a funky edge to them. Yeah. I would describe them as really funky. Yeah, they're no, funky. there's... Given, I think given, I think the beginning. I mean, given that actual funk music exists, yes, that's yes. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes. they're like funky for rock for and roll. They're a like Canadian funky rock band right. from the sixties. Yes, for example. No, they're okay. they're very good at like right, like the American Woman riff that like yeah. we all know. Bum, Even like the, the these eyes like da na ba da ba da ba. Yeah, exactly. They're just good at like. How does Undone go? What was that song that you were talking? It's the one you would listen to. Uh, the Undone. She's come undone. She didn't know what she was getting. It's very cool. And I also learned... Joe's really trying now. Joe's actually really <laughs> trying like, to sound I'm good. Really go- I'm really yeah, no, he's, hold- yeah, he's holding his diaphragm right <laughs> he really, now. He really, like, he made a singing face, yep. too, when he You got to shake it. your head a this bunch. This is, I think <laughs> yeah. the, the the reality is that I always do this, but now you're paying attention. Yeah. No yeah. way. Sometimes I look over and you're really phoning it in, Joe. Wow. Right. Uh, right. The, the, she's coming done. Yeah, that song's kind of dramatic, too. It's about a girl on an acid trip who dies, I think, <gasps> or something. Whoa. And the music videos at Griffith um, Observatory and she's this girl in like a very 60s pantsuit is just like twirling around there the observatory. There is a music wait, video? Wait, wait. Yeah. There couldn't have been a music video. This is from the 60s. There were music videos then. Uh-uh. Yeah, huh? Sometimes Be- like the Beatles TV. did rain. Uh-uh. That was the first one. I Listen, I didn't make up the thing <laughs> she, that I just she's said. She's gone down the hole. Tell <laughs> no, us I, more. I, I was just curious. I, I wonder what? when that was made and to, was, for what reason? I don't know what reason it was. And are for. they in it as well? Yeah, he's in it, and he even well because uh, famously he, uh, the thing I like about the Guess Who is that uh, the drummer could read sheet music. Uh, Bachman was a classical violinist before. Uh, uh, what the what Cummings? What's his first name? Burton. 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 Like played the piano, so they all knew how to play instruments. And then there's a flute solo in that song, and Burton knew the fingering for the saxophone he knew how to play the saxophone and then he like went to a flute store or a store where they sold flutes <laughs> <laughs> a fluteria yeah <laughs> a f- like a hub for flutes and uh and, there, and he was like dispensary and he was like i'd love to play the flute and the guy at the store was like oh it's the same fingering as a saxophone and he was like ah shit cool so he learned how to play it in that day and in the music video he's standing there like singing and you can see him holding his flute and, and like, I remember oh, watching the video being like, please play it, please play it, please play it. That thing's coming into play soon. And then he puts it up to his mouth and he plays his flute solo. Wow. And on, while standing on top of 
Griffith, uh, the observatory in like a weird opening window of it. And he's just standing there. It's so interesting because the only band that you ever think of as having a flute in it is Jethro Tull. Correct. Right. And, and they, yeah, they and said I that. And I didn't even realize. Wait, so what? They, they said? said that they were like, oh, we like Jethro Tull. Like, let's do a flute. Ah. Let's flute it up. Let's, let's flute, flute it, it. They're, up. They're, let's they're really, they're really like showing up with a flute and they yeah. can't be the only game in town. <laughs> Man, <laughs> you know, I mean, just, I'm. Lizzo is now bringing back mm-hmm. the flute as a, a popular yeah. instrument, which is very cool. I bought a flute after I saw Lizzo oh, do it. I haven't flute and yeah, shoot. Oh, she's it, amazing. <laughs> she's like so good on the flute. She and really she is. she'll play it in the middle of her song. She'll just like it's like she turns around and someone has handed her a flute and uh-huh. she's just crushing it on the flute. Then she like throws it to another one of her dancers and then she's just back out there. Yeah, she's twerks she's so, and plays at the yeah, same time. She's that amazing. Kicks ass. I love yeah, that. she's so dope. cool. I love her. Uh well, Grace, the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame doesn't really make it clear why one group is in over another or what the criteria is to be inducted. The only thing they say is 25 years after your first recording, you become eligible. Oh. But that's about the only criteria. You know, they, they have a lot of kind of general like excellence and impact, but it's hard to quantify. Words, you know? Yeah. And it's also with music, it is hard to be objective about these kinds of things. Right. Uh, so oh, as as a huge nerd, I've put together a list of categories yeah. that if Joe a, has a paper now with it. He used to have his little envelope and now weird, he has weird a envelope. paper. Congrats. Thank yeah, you so much. He's upgraded. Uh, <laughs> and I think if a band does well in these categories, they have a good case for induction. Right. So we're going to take a little break and when we come back, we're going to see how the Guess Who stacks up. Okay. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. She's come undone. (laughs) I hope you guys had a nice break. I hope over the break you... Uh, You discovered um, a a song that you had never heard before. Okay. Like a, a song that is great came into your life. What we did was we watched this uh, Undone video, which we found out was a part of something called Something Else, a short-lived TV show from a guy named John Biner, where I guess they kind of made music videos uh, for the groups. I don't know. It was weird. Also, yes, Heather Graham's character's name was Felicity Shagwell. You were right. What was Elizabeth? (laughs) And Elizabeth Hurley's Hurley's character, character. obviously, was, hold for editing. Lady, (laughs) Lady, Uh, Lady humps a lot. It, was, it wasn't Ivana Humpalot. I believe that was uh, I love Vanessa culture. Kensington. Excuse me? Not Missed even, opportunity. Not even a pun. Vanessa yeah, Kensington. Boring. They're like, oh, quick, we need something generically British. Something. Vanessa Ka- Kensington. They, no. Listen, you heard it here first. They fucked up. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Let's talk about the guess who. Man, I'm like, what would I Eligible since the 1991 induction ceremony. Uh, so they've been eligible for quite some time. Uh, never been nominated. Now let's talk about. Uh, Wait, they've been nominated. They've been eligible since. What? I was really just trying to think of what I would have named the character. You would have named Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, a lot of vagina. Yeah, was, but uh, those are other ones that have been like in it, like a lot yeah. of vagina. I'm just giving you like the oeuvre. Yeah. Um, the guests who were eligible for the 1991. Oh wow! Ceremony. Never been nominated. Never been nominated. No. Now I wonder 
if they're the kind of thing that I mean we'll get to this later but I do wonder if they're the kind of band that if they get nominated everyone will be like yes finally, finally. Yeah. we get to vote for the guess who I, like, get, I get a sense I could that see that's that kind of happening on point mm-hmm. especially with the voting body mm-hmm. alright so let's go through the categories then let's talk about the first category which is critical acclaim critical what? acclaim okay. yes Critical acclaim is important, especially because the... <laughs> Grace is skeptical. Especially because the Rock Hall of Fame is very connected to Rolling Stone. Okay, got... Oh, I didn't and know that. And a lot that. of the nominating committee are um, critics. Externos. Mm-hmm. People from either current or ex-yernos, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> from Rolling Stone and Ooh. other places. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, so critical acclaim holds a lot of weight, you know? And a critical acclaim also can help with the legacy of a band. Yeah. I critical acclaim can be one of those categories that gives um, points to a band that maybe didn't sell as well, but that oftentimes is a negative for a band that sold really well. Right. It's very few bands that like not, it's a harder needle to thread to get both critical acclaim and be very popular. Right. And when that happens, then you're kind of, I think then kind you're of like, shoo-in you're a shoo Yeah. yeah. Okay. That, I mean, that makes sense. So with critical acclaim, I, I would say that the guess who, are kind of right down the middle. They were, they're certainly not darlings. Right. Uh, but they also were not reviled. Uh, there is a scene in Almost Famous where Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's playing Lester Bangs, the rock critic, uh, name checks the Guess Who. What? He does? In a positive way? Yes, because he, he's like, there's a lot of scenes where he's on the phone with the kid. It's and, like almost all of his yeah, scenes. He's just <laughs> on the phone. Yeah, he's just on the phone with the kid. Yeah, he's wonderful on the phone. And I think one of the things yes. he, t- he talks about the Guess Who, and he's like, just, you know, that's like the music that matters, man. Like, that's, you get groups like the Guess Who, man. Really? So at the very least, in the. Does he say anybody else in that same breath? I mean, he's constantly talking about Yeah, yeah he's dropping a lot of names. Yeah. I guess I'm just curious. Or Jim Morrison? He's a drunken buffoon, posing as a poet. I like the noise. Ah, give me the guess who. Come on, they got the courage to be drunken buffoons, which makes them poetic. It's quite an honor to have the world's greatest rock critic yes? and editor of Cream Magazine no. back home in San Diego for a few days, Lester Bangs. Live American woman. Have you ever... The most brilliant piece of gobbledygook ever. Is that something you just remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this like... is something I remember from that movie. Have you watched that movie a lot of times, Joe? No, I have not. Really? No. Have you? No, only once. Yeah. Seen it just seems like a movie that I've you would like to watch probably two or three yeah. times. I like that movie. I think I would it's like to watch it It's got rewatch value, but then it also has all of that problematic 70s stuff in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's unavoidable, I feel yeah. like, almost. Uh, almost Famous also weirdly has a lot of comedians... In it, really, lock Mark, the gates. Mark Maron says lock the gates. <laughs> oh my god, that's uh, from uh, Almost Famous. Yeah, that little little soundbite at the beginning yeah. of WTF where he says lock no, the that's gates. No, from, from Almost Famous. famous. What, was this, what year was this movie made? Ninety-seven. Oh, two thousand. That sounds okay. about right. Uh, Nick Swardson plays a like David Bowie fan who like freaks out. What? And I I want to say Hedberg's in it. Really? I think he's in, or he was cut out of it, or something. Whoa. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has like a, a short little little scene. Are you gurgling that right now? I am. Okay. Uh, and it took me to, uh, he's a minuscule role in Almost Famous. Contributed, he's in the poker uh, scene. But so but you was it? Of, but you can see him? It was not cut? I think so. Yeah. He, he may have had more lines oh. that were cut. And uh, who else? I mean, Rain Wilson's in there. He's not a comedian, but really? that's weird. What? That Rain I mean, Wilson he's a comedic actor. Eric Stone Street. Uh, really? Oh, Eric Stone Street? Kyle who is Gass, he in there? Uh, they all play weird little 
bit roles. Eric Stone Street plays a desk clerk, you know. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So anyway, fun little stuff about wow. almost yeah. famous. That was just an interesting, thanks for that sidebar. I'm, yeah, I'm not now. mad about it. Yeah. Uh, but Hopefully yeah, nobody else is. Critical claim, at the very least, uh, based on historical fiction, <laughs> 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 critical claim doing all right, uh, you've got to imagine... That comes from like something real. I don't think they just put that in there. Yeah. Put those words in, in his but mouth. Cameron Crowe's got like, you know, he he's got reverence. Like I don't think he would have just Yeah, just picked a random yeah, just picked a random. Right. Didn't exactly. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Like I don't think that he was just like, Yeah, okay, what's a band that sounds like of the era? Yeah. Like I, I think yeah, you know no, what I mean. He does his he does his research. <laughs> he's right. not writing a sketch. He does his research, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh the next category is classic albums. Uh I don't think I would say yeah, that the guests who have no. a classic album, no. you know, they, they, they so. certainly don't show up on any any of those lists again, like Rolling Stone, mm-hmm. anything like that. They're not on, so they're not on the list for albums. They are at not. All. No. They don't have. They like what's their kind of uh, discography like? When it, does it begin and when does it end? It is so. Uh, it kind of starts with canned wheat and Wheatfield Soul, which mm. were both like. Those are two different albums. It was thematic. <laughs> Those are two different albums. Mm-hmm. How dare they? I think Wheatfield Soul was first, and which was sixty nine. Then Canned Wheat was sixty nine. Why would you do that to your fans? That's bad. So I don't like that. And then American Woman was nineteen seventy. Wait, they had an album named American Woman. Mm-hmm. Okay, that. Yeah, and then uh, they had a album called Share the Land in nineteen seventy. Right. Oh, that's them too. Yeah. Baby, I'll be there to hold your hand. That yeah. song? Mm-hmm. I do know that song. Mm-hmm. Well it the thing that I have learned while sitting here <laughs> is that I know I, coming into this, the songs that I knew that were by the guests who were American Woman and No Sugar Tonight. Great song. Mm-hmm. No Sugar Tonight is In my coffee. Is a great or song. Tea. Is a song that has like a really fun breakdown in it that is like one of my I remember listening to it on like classic rock radio when I was in college and being like, this song is fun. <laughs> like the, when it gets into like around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, yeah, they're, they're, he's singing the, yes. the two parts. And it's so fun. And I really liked, and I did those, that, that's what I thought were the two guess who songs. Well, and now I'm learning. Oh, and then these eyes. These is eyes. That Let's transition. We'll transition into the next category, which is recognizable or iconic songs. Okay. So those is that three, an actual category? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's where so I think they really, they really yeah. excel yeah. So for because sure. I'm learning now that like, I do know. So, and then what was that song that we said? Uh, so let's just oh, go through. She's I come would, undone. Yeah, I would say the the most iconic song obviously is American, American Woman. Woman. Uh-huh. That's that's the big one. Uh, but then if you if we kind of go in order of like the singles being released, uh, it kind of starts with Undone. Excuse me, it starts with These Eyes. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. The round in No Sugar is really fun. Yeah. yeah. So there's These Eyes, which mm-hmm. was 1969. These eyes. And then I would say the song "Laughing." Oh, um, wait, can, uh, uh, it's like, and you were laughing. I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, How's I don't it think I know, I know that one either. So, uh, do you want to hear it? Yes. Should I play it? Classic tambourine sixties. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. Love the wow. tambourine. Honestly, that is a fun. That's a fun one. Yeah, that is good. I didn't, yeah, laughing was. I, I wouldn't have known that. 
right away. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly I knew a bit of Top it, 10 hit in America. Yeah. Uh, number one hit in Canada. For uh, Yeah, number so it, and then, so it was These Eyes, Laughing, and then Undone. She's come undone. She didn't know what she was headed for. And when I found what she was headed for, it was too Those are all. Those were all kind of like back to back in '69. They were putting out. I mean, that's a rock block right there. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get into the American Woman album, and you have no time. No time, so good. Great. There's no yeah. time left for you. No time, no time. No time, no time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that and, was... and then No Sugar Tonight is I also on the American that. Woman album. No sugar tonight in my coffee. No sugar tonight in my tea. No sugar to stand beside me. No sugar to run with me. That's my favorite Guess Who song. And then American Woman obviously is on answer. the American Woman album. American Woman, stay away from me. American Woman, mama let me be. And then uh, after that, Randy Bachman left. Right. And <gasps> to then go join BTO, to start BTO. To start To go own. into overdrive. taking care of business and was like, peace, I'm out of here. <laughs> it's like, uh, he's like, I think I've got somewhere to be. And so like kind of the, their heyday was over, but the, the first album after Randy Bachman was Share the Land, which has Baby, the song, I'll be there to take mm-hmm. your hand. Share the Land on it. Baby, I'll be there to shake your hand. Baby, I'll be there to share the land. Let that be given. Then Nailed they it. have a song called Hand Me Down World. Right. Ooh, is it I Don't Want Your Hand Me Down World? Don't give me your hand me mm-hmm. down. Do. Yeah. yeah. I got one already. Yeah, the- Don't give me no hand me down shoes. Don't give me no hand me down love. Don't give me no hand me down world. I got one already. I think that my dad was really into the guess who the more i'm thinking about it the more i'm like yeah, i you know definitely you grew know up hearing songs. these songs <laughs> yeah i i definitely think so but then after 1970 it's pretty much like it's done there's no other songs that you would recognize after that they kept wait when did undone come out undone came out in 69 was that did we just reference that one already yeah it okay was, yeah. right so it's like from 69 to 70 it's these eyes laughing undone no wow. time american woman no sugar tonight hand me down world share the land and that's all in the space of 69 that's nine to 70 songs. and then it's there's really nothing before and nothing mm-hmm. after they didn't have like a moment in the 80s when they got back together and made Which avalon is, that's unfortunate for them yeah it's <laughs> like and you know if they had if the i think if randy had stayed they would have probably evolved the way that you For know sure. into like a maybe a Bachman Turner yeah. overdrivey thing, but with Burton coming singing, it w- they definitely would have kept evolving, but it was cut short because they couldn't get along. Yeah, and he left. He was sober. He and, was the only one who wasn't doing drugs. Yeah, yeah, oh, and they were is, all it, doing. Did drugs. he write Undone? He wrote everything. Yeah, uh, basically up until Share the Land, and then yeah, 
Cummings wrote Share the Land, and but he was writing everything before then. So Bachman was kind of like the creative drive behind mm-hmm. the band. Mm-hmm. For sure. And he was Mormon. He was? So, and he was he was not Mormon. Is he the one who played the flute in Undone? No, no that's, that was no, Burt that's, Cummings. That's yeah. Burt Cummings. He's the one who sings, and he's got the great singing. And then the guitar guy. Yeah. yeah. The, and he's the, a really skilled guitarist. Very good. Bachman. Um, but he he's not Mormon by family. He's Mormon by, like, marriage. By choice? He more or less... He, <laughs> <laughs> Mormon by choice? I mean, kind of, he, like, fell in love with a woman who would not marry someone who wasn't Mormon. Yeah, that's how it goes if you're Mormon, I think. Jesus. Most of the so time. he was like, well, I love this woman. I guess I'm Mormon now. Yes, I'm Mormon. Wow. Do you know who their son is? Okay, no, no. Mirani. Oh, that's a good <laughs> what guess. What did you say? Nothing. Mitt Romney. That's a good guess. Honestly, yeah. I'm here for it. Wait, uh, let me think. So here's a hint. Their last name is Bachman. <laughs> what? Sebastian Bach? I wish. Man? Okay. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great, though. That was a pretty good one. So you'd, you'd have to go. <gasps> Wait, is it the... Wait, their son. Wasn't it, isn't there a pol- politician named Bachman? Oh, Michelle, Michelle Bachman? <laughs> that's, oh, my God. If that's Michelle Bachman Bachman that I could think of. So uh, Randy Bachman's son is a musician. Okay. His name is Tal Bachman. Sure. And he had a big hit. In the 90s. Wait. Wait, is it She's So High? Yes. <laughs> she's so Holy high. shit. I don't know how I just do that, but yeah, that was him. High above me. She's, she's so, so lovely. lovely. Yep. British because his voice sounded Canadian. weird. And wow. <laughs> Canadian royalty. He's, yeah. I mean, well, he's he's son of Bachman. Yeah. And when they Bachman. go to Winnipeg, they mm-hmm. yeah, have they a parade. Splash out. And- <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's some, li- wow. there's some real rock lineage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Bachman. I really couldn't have told you who that song was by. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. you know. I yeah. Know. And I what, next time I say, guess who? You'll be able to tell me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank boy. you so much. I'm I, Joe Guevara. I literally, before you came over, said, uh, who are we talking about today? And he said, guess who? And, and then, then we went on, who's on, who on first. Abbott Costello <laughs> riff. And Joe was not having it. And He's I immediately like, said, it. don't I do this to me. do this. <laughs> <laughs> was not having it. But well, you, it's good yeah. you guys got it out of your system yep. before mm-hmm, the podcast mm-hmm. started. The next category is commercial success. Uh Again, this to me is like... Is that like radio play? Right down the middle. I'm thinking like records sold. Okay. Now, in Canada, it's interesting. It's a different story in Canada. And they're in in the Canadian Music Hall of Fame. Like, they are two Canadians. Who else is in... Is it just Sarah McLaughlin? The Lance Morissette. Justin Bieber. (laughs) There's more more Canadian No, there's a lot of Canadian musicians. It's just like there's more Canadian actors than you think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is like that. It is like that. It's like that but at any rate like i think they sold they sold well i mean american woman was the number one hit uh but you know it's you can't hit like crazy good numbers when your like heyday isn't super long right you know and that connects to the next category longevity they don't do well in this category because it it is like barely two years no yes so this is just like the monkeys and those are the same years that the monkeys were it's a little bit after out there because monkeys were more like 66 67 Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and then, yeah, the Guess Who, same thing. But with the they guess, took over for the monkeys. They the said guess these who are have, our two years. Uh, over the monkeys is that they wrote these songs. Yes, yes. and that they they're perform not these songs. considered right. a... I think the songs are a little bit better. Yep. Ooh, uh, wow, he says this I think now there are our guest mo- is in here. I think there are more, obviously. Like, we just we rattled yeah. off, you know, eight songs. Yeah. Easy. So, I don't know. I mean... Do you think No Sugar is because he's Mormon? Dude, is that a Mormon oh, thing? <laughs> it's it's uh, a metaphor for cocaine. Yeah, for cocaine. For drugs in general. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Well, also, he shouldn't be having coffee, though. Then No sugar tonight in my coffee. No sugar tonight in my yeah, tea. Yeah, shouldn't be having. Yeah, shouldn't be having coffee. Yeah. Right. Should not be. Interesting. Wow. I'm just thinking about this new thing about how I've learned this goes that all the way Mormon. to the top. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I, I wonder if you're they're. You're going to get to the bottom of this thing. I wonder if they're celebrated by the Mormon community. Interesting. I just wonder. I just wonder. Uh, Bachman would be because the issues that Bachman had with the rest of the group, and specifically Burton Cummings, was over the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, it was over drugs, you know, and yeah, and being wild. They uh, Burton Cummings said that they were supposed to. I think this might have been right after Bachman left, but they were supposed to play at Carnegie Hall, and they had a big Carnegie Hall performance lined up. But Bachman was just like doing so many drugs that like he had all the way around. Oh, I mean, C- sorry. Cummings. Thank you. Cummings was doing so many drugs that he like couldn't sing, and they had to cancel the the Carnegie Hall performance. And there was like an interview with him. He's like, "Yeah, that was my fault. I really fucked up on that." One. You know, it is so funny. Just, I mean, funny in a different way, <laughs> but like the way that like our generation has. Uh, we don't really glorify a lot of the rock. We really no. are like, we're like, we're like the hustle. We're like generation hustle. We're like the people who are like, you better be out there on your yeah. grind, fucking yeah. getting it, writing songs in right. the studio. You better be touring all the time and mm-hmm. taking care of your damn self. Don't get like, you know, we have like no time it for was people. literally called sex, drugs and rock and roll. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they were just like, those are the things that yeah. you have to do if you do rock and roll. You yeah. yeah. And they were and all drugs. on yes. the same level yeah you know it yeah they were they equal come with each yeah. other uh yeah and i think that's reflected in the fact that a lot of rock stars and famous musicians died, died. Yep. of yeah. overdoses yeah uh, and that stopped at a certain point yeah yeah we still i mean has a, a modern musician had an overdose amy winehouse amy winehouse yes I mean, well she was famously I would say Trouble. that that was part yeah. of her. That guy. That <laughs> I just... would say that <laughs> that's part of her. Yeah. Um, that was like part of her image in a way too. That, I mean, that like her, song like, was yeah, her songs. Yeah. yeah I, and I guess I'm wondering, like, there aren't that many r- rock stars now who are who kind of like. Oh, I guess Scott Weiland from uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Pilots. Demi yeah. Lovato. I, I mean, was, if we're, if we're going more commercial, Demi Lovato, uh, the Ariana's ex-boyfriend who just died. Mac oh, Mac Miller. Miller. Mac Miller did an overdose mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Wait, but Ari- really, wait, wait, Demi Lovato. Demi what Lovato ha- has has been in and it's out a of a lot rehab of drug issues. And really? Come close to death. Yeah, just recently. Yeah, that's so unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So they, those struggles exist, but we they, haven't. They do. We. I guess. I guess. I'm just. They were more prevalent at the time. I mean, drugs were probably a different thing back then. And it wasn't too. like something to boast about. Whereas now, like doing drugs is something that probably like a PR person would want to keep on the down low. Mm-hmm. Whereas yes, before, exactly. it yeah. was like it was part of the image. Part of yeah. the image, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, yeah, that's that's wild. I remember my mom telling me she grew up in a rich suburb in the 70s and um, a rich suburb of Chicago in the 70s. And 
at one point she she said that in her class like kids would get up and they'd be like i'm sorry i don't have my homework my parents were coked out last night and i couldn't Jesus. get anything done like people would just say that you know yeah. she's oh just God. like that was just like people that, that people wow. were just doing cocaine everywhere <laughs> at this point Christ. um which is wild too because like that's the parents that right just, like you know mm-hmm. it's just a different it's a different time different time uh, uh next category is innovation influence I believe they were influential again among Canadians. You talk That's to, ooh, yeah. You hear I, when I was watching this documentary, it was like what documentary? It was called Bachman, uh, and it was, and th- like I said, they talked to Paul Schaefer, and he was mm-hmm. like blown away by them. Neil Young was heavily influenced yeah. by Randy Bachman in particular yep. oh. in his guitar playing. And I just think if you if you were in Canada, you were like, holy shit, who are these? Who are these people? Because it was like, I guess Winnipeg was like the prairies, like the cold prairies yeah, of Canada. Winnipeg so it wasn't even like a like metropolitan. A big, what's the big city in Winnipeg? Is there a big... Oh, the Winnipeg oh, is Winnipeg the city. Oh, Winnipeg is the city. It's in Manitoba. It's in Manitoba. I'm like, it's yeah. in one of the provinces oh, that is not a big one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like the big city of Manitoba. They Correct. actually said, Bachman said, he was like, oh... You know, it was so we would have these like really cold winter months. It was so cold that like everybody kind of had to start a band because you would just be so cold. Everyone would want to be inside in like the basement. And so he's like, you kind of just had to start a band because you were so cold and you wanted to go inside. And he's like, yeah, everybody had a band because they were bored and inside. So I guess they were the that's a cool thing about that. Yeah, and he wasn't doing drugs or drinking, so he right. was just yeah. constantly yeah. Uh, yeah. Nerd. practicing his yeah. nerdy it's fucking skills, <laughs> taking care of business. He was taking care of business every day. But I don't, I don't know that they were necessarily innovative. Bob Turner overdrive. I don't think they were really. They were not. They weren't like whoa. That sounds never been heard before. You right. know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, when we were listening to it, I was like, this sounds like this the time. 60s, yeah. yeah, yeah, it fits. I agree. This sounds the... like late sixties. It really do. Uh, last category, maybe most important category. Does my mom know who they are? And the answer is yes. Yeah, my mom definitely one hundred percent. She's probably seen them live. Mm-hmm. Oh no, oh, maybe not. If they only were together for she was so well, young. Here's, then. here's the other thing: is that like Bachman left, and that was like kind of the end of the heyday. But guess who didn't end? No, and they kept replacing. The thing I found the weirdest: they were so proud. <laughs> of, like a question. They were so <laughs> proud of being from Winnipeg that every time someone would leave the guess who they would refill it with a Winnipeg musician and so mm-hmm. they wouldn't be like that they were like they're like we had the choice of any musician any like guitarist in America and we chose this guy from, from like Winnipeg. who would play at the community center wow. in Winnipeg and then wondered why they weren't so good what's fucked up is that the guess who still tour without that Randy Bachman and without Burton Cummings what? why yeah, <laughs> I know. Even sound like it became. It was like. Joe, a, are you in? Bo- are you in? I'm in the Guess Who. Yeah, anyone's allowed. You guess, just have to. You guess have to, who's <laughs> in the Guess Who? <laughs> you just have to fill out a form you have to prove in, you've been to Winnipeg, and they yeah, let you be in. And it. send in a check, and then you're you're in the Guess Who. But I think early on, after Burton Cummings left, the dudes that were in the Guess Who were like, "Can we still like? We still want a tour. Is we that okay? Money. Yeah. And he was like, "Sure." And then. They were like, can we have the, like, what, what's the deal with the rights? And they found out that no one had registered the rights to the Guess Who. So then, like, the bass player registered the rights, so he owns it. Whoa. And so they tour now, but without the two members who are really the only ones you anyone cares about right. or knows. The most visible members by a, a long are shot. Are they doing the state fair circuit? I think so. I mean, I'm, I think the in Canada they probably circuit. do. They do bigger venues in Canada. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, they're not doing yeah. huge venues in america 
Also, they don't have the guys. They don't no. have the guys. Are the guys doing stuff? Is BTO out there? I think there? BTO still tours. And I think Burton Cummings tours as Burton Cummings. Yeah. And I think what's weird is Bachman and Burton Cummings, I think, released an album not within the last 10 years, but they couldn't call it the Guess Who. Right. <gasps> they did like a thing through, they were they did like a live album in like the early 2000s or something, like Run Through Canada or something like that. And they had to call it like Bachman Cummings or yeah. like, you know, Bach, Cummings and Bachman or whatever. Wow. They didn't have the yeah. rights to the name Guess Who, even though that is, the, when they are together, that's the Guess that's Who. That's literally they're the Guess wow. Who. Yeah. So. Bachman was oh, no Cummings was in Ringo Starr's All Star Band too. That makes sense. He played the keyboard, and there's like video footage of Ringo playing the drums along along to American Woman and stuff like that. And then and then and Ringo is like pissed because the guess who actually bumped Let It Be off the number one <gasps> uh, off the charts probably for a song? very brief time. American the, Woman. American Woman. American Woman. Oh, with bumped. an album. I, I think it was the song. the song. I don't remember if it was. Probably. I don't know if it was the album or the song. The song well, definitely went like, to number was one. Was it the album or the song? Let it be. I mean, guys. Yeah. Oh wow. Right. Question. Both titular. 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 <laughs> yep. titular tracks. The titular. The titular tracks. Uh, the Ringo Starr's All Star Band also has had an incredible. If you look throughout the history, it's like it's Joe got, Walsh, Doctor John, Billy Preston, like tons of members of the band Harry Nilsson that makes sense uh, Bonnie Raitt uh, oh love her love yeah, her yeah it's, it's a she's in she's in that makes sense of course she's Bonnie in. Max Weinberg slash like, slash it's crazy yeah like the it's people it's too because it's a lot of these sound like they're th- it's like the band Harry Nilsson you know <laughs> or like Max Weinberg slash whoever's next yeah. like you know and, and Bachman and Cummings have both been in iterations of the all-star band oh really I never I don't think was. I don't think ever at the same time now but it but... sounds like then they have um what do you call it reunited or like they've made up their chill they seem like other. they're yeah. good now yeah they've rehabbed they have yeah right they have rehabbed uh so let's get down to the verdict guys ooh, should ooh. the guests who be in the rock and roll hall of fame will they be in the rock and roll hall of fame and if so when and we'll start with Kristen. here is what i feel should to me uh is a tricky one because I do believe that we it is time to move on from this era of the 60s. I believe that we have a lot of, wow, I have such informed opinions you really now. Do. Yeah, was, no, I think this is, is so interesting. Well, it's just wild. If you had heard me at the beginning of our podcast, I would be like, um. I don't know. Who gives a shit? <laughs> and now, now I'm like, all right, here's my thesis. Yeah. It is <laughs> fucked up. All right, so... I think that we need to be done with this part of the 60s and that is why I'm not like hell yes the guess who should be in. I think they have a lot of great songs but like I just I don't know that the hall is incomplete without the guess who I guess Mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. Uh, I wouldn't be mad but they're not a priority to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Will they? I definitely think they will get in. I think this is part of the cleaning out of the 60s. I think if there are bands to still be gotten in from this era, they will be getting in. Mm-hmm. If they got if they if they can be gotten, they will be getting. So, <laughs> I really I, yeah, I think say. that that I think that they definitely will be getting in and I think it will happen the first time that they are nominated. I think everyone will be like, "Phew, we don't have to vote for Janet Jackson. Thank yeah. God, <laughs> we can vote for our pals the guess who." Uh, I really see that happening and I think it'll happen probably in the next five years unless my dreams of an all-female ballot come true <laughs> they won't we can't no i can't <laughs> of course not they will not come true uh grace grace um that's so interesting that you i mean i'm sure if i knew got to know the rock hall or as well as you Oof. guys did i would have <laughs> the same opinions 
But I, I think I feel similar to you in that, like, I don't get me wrong. I love I love them. Like, I love jamming out to their songs. But I also feel like they I don't I wouldn't miss them. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there are other bands that, like, kind of function the same or have maybe contributed more. They are lateral in the uh, in their level of the type of band that that they are. Mm-hmm. But they but I, I think but they're very good. They're, no, they're very good. And I think that, like, the fact that they had a number one song, like, means that, like, it probably will happen, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so I would say that I think that, well, I don't I think that they should. I think it would be great for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be happy well, for them. And they would show up, and right? They would appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I think they would be, they would mm-hmm. say thank you, but I, I don't think I would be outraged if they weren't. But I also mm-hmm. don't know the importance, and I, I don't, you know. Care, I, you can say it. Care. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't care. It's that, like, it doesn't. I, I mean, I'm sure the more I got to know it, the more I would care about it, but, like, yeah. That's. that's yeah. Okay. And uh, do, when do you think it would happen if it happens? Like like you said, I mean, I can't, I mean, as times are changing, I imagine like, and it seems like they're sort of just like shuffling out all the 60s bands. So yeah. I imagine it wouldn't, I can't see it being after five years because I feel like people would be I like, I feel like mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen now, then it's not going to happen for them. Yeah, yeah I think that in makes the next lot, yeah. five years. That's where I fall to. Uh, I, wow. <laughs> I <all> think, <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> I guess when it comes down to it, if they had lasted a little bit longer, they'd have a, a better case for mm-hmm. induction, I think. In terms of the should. Because it was it, they have great songs. I agree. I like their songs. Uh, and, you, and I think the average music person or lover or listener knows those songs, which is a testament. But uh, I do think they are just kind of a second-tier band, mm-hmm. especially yeah. from that era. Uh, so I don't think it has to... Uh, I don't know. It's. I don't think it necessarily has to happen, or it's a great snub that they're not in. Yeah, right. But I think I do think they will get in. And they're in the Canadian Hall of Fame. Let them stay there. Yeah. They're fine. <laughs> but, I think, fine. but I think they will get in, and I think I it'll do, be soon. Yeah. I think if, it, if it's not within the next five years, then it's not happening at all. Yeah, right. That's. Totally. I really think that if they make it with the not getting nominated in the next five years, then I think that they don't get in. But but I think with Paul Schaefer on the nominating committee. And I, I had heard that... He pushes for them? Oh, I yeah, because he, he loves Bachman. I bet he would. Is BTO in there? No, and they will not. You don't it, think so? It would either be the Guess Who or right. nothing. I don't see BTO being... Okay, maybe I don't know them as well. They're, so. they're, they have like a similar thing, but less formative, where it's like they had a they had maybe a handful of hits within the span of a year. Yeah. You know, and the, the You Ain't Seen Nothing Yet was a number one hit, and everyone knows Tinker Business, but... It's just not the guess who because they were earlier. They're more formative. They were more influential. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's a better case for that. I'm thinking about this and how I just made this like kind of I stated my opinion on this, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if someone had come on if our show had existed a year before, mm-hmm. and someone had come on and talked about the Moody Blues. I think that I would have given the exact same kind of similar verdict although i guess the moody blues had a longer career because they had that 80s resurgence which i do think helps them yeah they lasted for 20 years yes and i think that if someone had come on later i probably would have had less 
beef although i still am annoyed with how boring the part that part of the <laughs> ceremony was right I, i'm just thinking about that right now like kind of because i do feel like that to me the moody blues was like the scraping of the 60s like we're just like we gotta get similarly them had never been nominated and then yeah. as soon as mm-hmm. they were nominated after like 30 years of eligibility then they got in immediately yeah, yeah. you know which i think is going to be a similar thing with the guess who but then yeah. it's like then does it mean anything if they're this just trying the to it's be like, will. we got to just get out. They'll everybody. be excited, then though. The point? Well, I mean, like the Maybe Moody Blues them, were sure. so hyped about getting in. Because it's almost like a finally I thought it was never going right. to happen. And then it did. They remember me. Yeah. <laughs> Randy Bachman sad. has yeah. been has been pretty public about the Hall of Fame. About really? that he wants in. Yes. And let me in. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> he's Canadian. He's knocking. He's yeah. like, um, excuse oh, me, he's being Hi, polite. Guys. Uh, uh, hater. <laughs> so he seems to think, similarly to when we were talking about the monkeys last week, he seems to think Jan Wenner specifically. He's a Jan Weiner. He's a Jan Weiner. He he thinks that Jan Wenner specifically has a vendetta against him. Who's Jan Wenner? So so his Jan, name is Jan Wenner. He oh. is and the people uh, one who complain about Jan Wenner. Are Jan and Wenner's. he's a rock. He founded a uh, Rolling Stone magazine. He found he was oh, the founding dang. yeah uh, and longtime editor of Rolling Stone and like one of the pivotal members in creating the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Got it. But the reality is he does not have that type of authoritative control over who gets inducted and who right. doesn't. But Bachman thinks that he does. He's and a big scapegoat for a lot of people. He's a and huge he's scapegoat. He's an easy guy to blame, it seems. Yes, because yeah. he's, vis- he's a visible figure. Right. Yeah. It's, this and is- he has publicly said that he doesn't like some artists. Like, he was publicly very well, against... It wasn't, it wasn't so much public as it was leaked information oh, that where he was like i don't want kiss in the rock and roll hall of fame yeah. uh and they eventually got in and apparently he was also no nuts. it was uh, kiss gets in over my, my dead, dead body. body it wasn't <gasps> it wasn't leaked that he was like i just don't think they should be in guys he, he that's was, not the leak no apparently yeah, in the meeting he was like fuck you kiss isn't getting in <gasps> yeah. well and then he said he said similar things about bon jovi and uh, Bon Jovi's in. They're yeah. in. They got in the same bon Jovi's year. The in? very first year that I had attention. to watch the ceremony. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was. <laughs> so it was Bon Jovi and the Moody Blues. It wasn't super exciting. Yeah, for Kristen. It was not an exciting year. Ugh. But Bachman has been like, if Jan Winter doesn't like you, then you just don't get in. And that's just how it goes. And he's okay. never liked us. And so he's doing everything he can you know what? Whatever to keep helps us you out. sleep at night, yeah. Bachman, you and little like Jan Weiner. So many people have said that. I mean, like Motley. It is. It's like a, it's a very common, like he's the scapegoat, the person that people like. I believe. That makes sense. Motley Crue are, are saying that now. Like, you know, we're not, we're not I mean, like, because they're getting a lot of uh, press again because of that movie. And they're just like, well, you know, Jan Wonder said we're banned. No, he never said yeah. that. This so not, like, we're so rock and roll, we're banned from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's, it's just so, it, yeah, everyone, th- everyone who thinks... Yeah, everyone who's not in thinks it's because there's some like, well, that must be the only reason why right. we're not in. It's because there must yeah. be some sort of ban. There's a vendetta against me. <laughs> and it's, it's like, not that I'm not Hall I'm, of Fame worthy. Yeah, right. So yeah, th- that's kind of and it's he's recently he he's he trots out that line a lot. Bachman does, uh, and it'll be funny when he gets in. And then he'll <laughs> yeah. be like, never mind. And then that's the thing is they. It, it, with a lot of groups and artists they're like they don't want us we don't need them and then they get inducted and they're like thank you so much yeah. we're so happy what an honor wow can you believe it we're finally in so yeah. i think that's what's going to happen to the guess who we've wanted this our whole lives let's say the guess who get inducted though let's say it happens okay. soon uh who inducts 
Ooh, Paul yeah. Schaefer. I think Paul Schaefer is a good one. Lenny yeah. Kravitz. And it, it, Kravitz is around. He's a hallhead, right? He's, he is. He's no, like, yeah, he shows is he? up. He's a hall hanger on. Yeah, he's he, around. he shows up at the induction ceremonies. He did the Prince tribute. Uh, oh, okay. He has, yeah. Um, I think Neil Young yeah. actually might yeah. be the top slot because he's rock royalty. He's been inducted twice, and he loves Randy Bachman. Right. Uh, is the... Joni Mitchell in the? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, for she's sure. Canadian, right? She's very Canadian. Yeah. Oh, she's very Canadian. Yeah, yeah. She has all the songs about California. <laughs> right, but you know, she's what? from an outsider perspective. Okay, uh, I didn't know that. I mean, California does not sound like a song written by a Canadian. Yeah, surprise. Yeah. She's versatile. Hmm. She I'm can do d- it all. See, this is what I'm saying. This is why American <laughs> woman, woman could have been written by an American. Right. I guess that's what I'm saying. If California can be written by a Canadian, American woman could have been written by an American. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and then I guess the other question is, and, and this might go beyond the scope of what you know, Grace, but which members do they induct? Because they have gone, I think obviously Burton Cummings and Randy Bachman. Um, and then Jim Cale, the bass player. The, and then Peterson. And Gary Peterson, I the drummer. I think Gary Peterson, because he's... Uh, oh, he's played, been there since the very beginning. Yeah, and he played drums on most of their big hits. And I think his drumming is fucking great, so... And those are those are the four locks. Yeah. Because they're from the beginning. There was a guy named Chad Allen who was before Burton Cummings. Right. But they weren't really the guess who with that guy. If they want him in, he gets in, but... It could go either. But imagine feeling so shitty being like, hey, I, guys, I was in the Guess Who too, but like not get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, they were called. Uh, did they have an album? Was there, did like, he play on an they album? They were called Chad Allen and the, the Expressions. Expressions. And then as a. Chad Allen of uh, uh, Chad Allen, the one who were deciding whether or not he should get so in. So they were initially called Chad Allen and the Expressions. And did it was he like, sing? It was and then a, Chad went to. He's like, I'm going back to school. <laughs> Uh, and it was a publicity stunt. They were like, oh, uh, we'll send this record out to DJs and it'll be like, guess who? It's Chad Allen and Expressions. But it like kind of caught on and then they just had to accept that their name was now the mm-hmm. guess who. Wait, excuse me? Because they had, because I think bands had done publicity I love stunts. That this is a, I love that this is a publicity, this is so good. Because bands had done that before and got to keep their name. But yeah. then for whatever reason, they were just like, well, guess who guess is a who much better name than, than Chad, Allen, Chad Allen and the Expressions. But, you know, and so Chad Allen was the singer, but once they started to, like once these eyes in that era, the, of two years uh it yeah. was burton cummings yeah so i there's not a great case i mean he was a founding member sometimes they tend to defer to a founding member but beyond that i don't know and then there are guitar players who joined after bachman who played on share of the land you know that's uh kurt winter and greg Leskew. sure um winnipeg's finest and then they were th- they were with them for a bit but i don't know uh Winter wrote "Hand Me Down World," so oh, maybe that's that's a pretty good. That's the, I mean, I do know you can that make song. a case for those two guys. Uh, I and, got one already. But what songs do they play at the ceremony? Let's say they get inducted. They, they end play, with "American Woman." Mm-hmm. Usually play four songs. I think they definitely have to play "American Woman." They played these eyes. They definitely have to play, play "No Sugar Tonight." Up. No Sugar Tonight. You these think they have to play "No Sugar Tonight"? I think those were like their that's two my favorite hits. of their songs. But I always feel like that song is not very popular, or that that's people. Why- don't like I think it. that's how I feel about slot. Undone. Is that it's yeah. not even on their top Spotify ones, and I think it's their best. Uh, I think these eyes, and I think these eyes. Those yeah. are the three. I think to it me, would open with these eyes on the little piano riff. I think they start with No Sugar Tonight, then they do these eyes in the middle, and then they then they like 
kick it out with American, American or Woman. they start with American Woman like it's like boom, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. yeah. They have to open her comes clothes, from obviously. the ceiling like <laughs> you know. Heather Graham is rolling around. Yeah, like yeah, and then I guess Undone would probably be the, the in the four the, slot in the four Maybe, slot. Yeah. yeah, that's what I would do. I mean, you only have eight really to right. <laughs> any combinations, pretty good. Uh, yeah, but there's certain ones that you you would expect. And here's the other thing is like who, I I'm just wondering who gets excited about the guess who's induction like Canadians s- Canadians and and My dad. and older folks yeah yeah, yeah. there's a mm-hmm. generation of people who would be hyped about it but it's not a very like newsy story no. that the guess who gets inducted no but they would get some added publicity I bet people would it's better for interest. the guess who than it is for, for the, the hall. hall absolutely that's yes. a that's a very like you know they need the hall more than the hall needs them mm-hmm. kind of situation. Yeah. Uh, well, if they get inducted, you coming with us? Obviously. Hell yes. <laughs> Duh. Fuck yeah. She's we'll coming with us right now to go see Chic at Sheik. the Hollywood Bowl. Yep, we're about to go see Chic and and Drumline and Drum. Just called. They're just, just called. They're drumline. just called Drumline, and I cannot wait. Oh, I'm gonna to- geek out. It's gonna be fun. We're Personally, gonna have snacks. Very and we're excited. gonna be at the damn Hollywood Bowl. Can't wait. Uh, Grace, where can people find you online? Anything you want to plug? Um, yeah, I'm going to plug a few things. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just going to plug my Twitter, which is my name, Grace Spellman, one L. Um, and then that's also my Instagram handle. Then you can follow my cats on Instagram. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have to do this right now. Their names are pierogi and soup. Yes. Uh, and I think it's just, uh, they're just pierogi and soup. Uh, two really good cats. Yeah, pierogi and soup. Uh, just really important. If you're going to follow really anyone's careers, please follow theirs. Um, they're good cats. They're good cats. Oh, Great. my gosh. Yes, we, I'm following can, them right now. You can follow us on Twitter at Rock Hall Pod. We also have an Instagram now. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I'm going to follow that, too. I follow it. <laughs> I already follow it. We have an Instagram it. now and that's also Rock Hall Pod. Uh, you can email us, rockhallpod at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. Five stars only, please. If Your you're cats leaving, have a lot of followers. If you're leaving a review for this episode, say something. Uh, mention pierogi or soup in mm-hmm. the review so we know you're listening to this episode. Yep. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music thank you to pantheon podcast for hosting us uh thank you to joe divine for the equipment thank you to ramona chernick for letting us record in the home that she shares with Kristen. yay Yay. uh thanks again grace what a fun episode guys my name is joe kozala my name is Kristen stutter and who cares about the rock hall It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.